Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where the conversation is always on kisses. Cocaine. It's Again. always, oh yeah, always cocaine. It's always on business. It's always on four X's. It's always on tracksuits. It's always on savage beatings scored to Duran Duran. And pouring tea. And pouring tea. Boy, uh, great times. Oh, uh, the British. I love them. Hello, I'm Gabriel Mara. Gabe Mara to you, friendo. I'm a writer, I'm a comedian, I'm a podcast producer. And here with me, as always, is my co-host. Fred Snyder, bartender extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Yes, that's me. That's you, homie. Hey. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. You know, the L.A. move, part due, is is well on its way. Things are happening. I threw out some clothes. Look at you. I know. Trimming down the fat. Exactly. If any of you listeners out there want to send me a Christmas present, uh, just give me some Target gift cards or something. I'm going to need them. Yeah, gotta buy a mattress. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might go. I might go get a Lisa mattress based on all these podcasts telling me I should get a Lisa mattress. Okay. Or I'll do what I've always done because I'm a bum and I've you know had Arrested Development. I'm gonna get a futon and put a foam mattress topper on it so it feels like a mattress. There you go. Yeah, It'll and work. that's like so much cheaper. And I don't need it much. It's functional. Exactly. And then in like a year when I'm financially comfortable, then I'll buy a big boy bed. There you go. Race car bed. Exactly. I'm going to drive it. Yeah. I was going to say something really vulgar. Just then, but never mind. Yeah. Um, Ryan, anything new with you in movie watching? In movie watching. Yeah, have you seen anything funzo? Um, I mentioned to you earlier I watched Witness, mm. which I really liked, actually. Uh, yeah, um, it's, it's a forgotten classic. Yeah, I, I would call it that. I'm, I'm always looking for those like 80s movies that are like kind of like dramatic and aren't talked about as much mm-hmm. and like a, that, weirdly witness is frequently brought up in like screenwriting books as a oddly flawless movie yeah i mean i i could find no flaw in it um history of violence mm. so I, I i've been doing like once once or twice a week michelle monahan and i will watch a movie and we'll try and watch something new that we haven't seen so we're trying to a little bit more gear away from like the movies we always watch. Sure. So I'm picking new things. Um, the other day when we set up our Christmas tree, I made her watch Gremlins. Uh-huh. Um, and then that was my... We did that on the show. We did. That was the episode where I was really hungover and you were tired. It yeah. was like one of our worst episodes. Yeah, we're just like, fuck, man. I was like, uh, good, though, I can't believe right? I drank so much last night. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was able to backdoor in getting her to watch Critters. After nice. That. And she played on her phone. Yeah, that adds up. And I was like, no, no, no. These guys, these intergalactic badasses, that's so cool. I bet I have a friend who does um, uh, cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, how, how much do you think I could, like, she would charge me to, like, make me a bounty hunter suit? Like, that would be so badass. That would be rad. Yeah. So, uh, those, and that's about it. You? Um, I haven't seen much of it. I think I told you, like, in passing that that I saw, well, I saw Widows. I saw Wreck-It Ralph 2. I saw... Um, Creed 2, and really, I'm a... You're just underwhelmed, right? Nothing's made me happy, and it's kind of a bummer. Like, I haven't seen a a movie that that floored me in quite some time, but we did receive the great news that friend of the show, Ryan Hill, told us that in our local art house theater, Suspiria is coming, so hopefully that's gonna gonna buoy my spirits, because otherwise, 
I, I don't even think anything's coming out soon that I even want to see. I would like to go check that out. I think the only one showing that I'm going to be able to be available for is like Monday. Mm. <clears throat> and it's like a three hour long movie. It's a long fucking That's movie. That's such a commitment. Yeah. Damn you, Luca Guadagnino. I'm just hoping it's not like a, a, a slow-moving three-hour movie. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a cubby slow-moving three-hour movie. I think it's it's, it's full-on like, like Kubrick, Argento kind of crazy Italian, slow, simmer, crazy, fucked-up nutsness, beautiful visuals. Did you see Call Me By Your Name, Ryan? No. It's it's wonderful. It's Is it? Yeah, like it's a movie that, 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 that really rewards multiple viewing that first time i saw it i'm like yeah that was good but i have not stopped thinking about it it's a really gorgeous movie with some gay sex yeah a guy fucks a peach really yep sold yeah he puts his wiener in a peach i never thought about doing that but yeah i mean mean, yeah it's 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 repression and it's something you can fuck and then eat afterwards yeah i mean yeah, I mean, if that's your thing, if you're snowball, yeah, yeah, you, know, you can snowball yourself. I mean, yeah, sure. It's punk rock to be all inclusive. Yeah, I, I accept I, you. I agree. Yeah, if you want to fuck a peach, bro, and you want to eat that peach, bro, you're my bro, bro. Yeah, fuck a peach, bro. That's up. Well, and one more thing, we also uh, watched uh, Shogun Assassin for that's Midnight true. Movie Club, and. I was telling people it removes all of the complaints I have about the first two Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Very accurate. I would rather watch Shogun Assassin than either one or two of Lone Wolf and Cub. I agree. Honestly, I'm I'm surprised myself by agreeing because really, it's like the fir- that that first one is a it's too much of an art film, and that's weird yeah. coming from me. But it's too much of an art film for everything it wants to be. It's like a slow. It's like like. They they phantom edit it that that the entire first movie is cut down to like ten minutes in opening yeah. credits opening like like crawl I'm like cool that works for me that's good Ryan have I never noticed that your 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 movie shelf looks like it's on the brink of collapse yeah yeah it's uh it's very close to collapsing I I, I think you might need to get two shelves and I think you have the room I do um this is a matter of you know money. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of, I haven't even bought movies in quite some time and it's nearing collapse. Ryan, let's investigate that a moment. Why haven't you been buying movies? Um, because I moved into a new apartment and it cost more money Mm. and the food truck that I was formerly a part of was financially draining me. Um, so yeah, I, it's, uh, I've just been being a, adult and not indulging myself so i haven't indulged that part of myself in almost two years which kind of sucks but i mean personally that i've i've the only reason why i buy movies now is to share them with people Mm -hmm. because it's easier to make someone watch something if you physically hand it to them but besides that i haven't i don't think i've bought a movie for myself to enjoy outside of vhs i still buy vhs for myself because they're a dollar a pop and Mm -hmm. i love having them but a new movie, I haven't purchased one in a very long time. Probably Creed was might have been the last one. Yeah, I, I mean, was like, I want to watch this now. It's kind of difficult to like. That, that's uh, always my gauge for like, uh, like my top ten list for the end of the year is like, what movie would I act that I saw would I actually purchase to have on hand? Mm-hmm. And this year, not really. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd buy First Reformed the share, and I'd, I'll probably buy Crazy Rich Asians. I think that that's a good thing to have. Oh, Michelle Monaghan watched that. This, oh, uh, how'd she past, like it? She liked it a lot. It is a extremely charming, functional, but beyond functional, it's a very extremely well done rom-com. Yeah, that pretty much sums up what she said. Yep. It's, so it's, she was a big fan of it. It's great. A lot of, a lot of food porn in it. You'd be mm. into that. Okay. So, food porn. We'll talk about Shang-Chi later. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, we did a moving picture. We did a movie. We did a movie. What was it, Ryan? It was 2004's Layer Cake. Layer Cake? Trailer. Trailer. I'm not a gangster. I'm a businessman. Giving people what they want. Don't live the king. You're a smart boy, but you keep very bad company. We work to a few golden rules. Three million done. Keep a very low profile. Never be too greedy. You know what? People like you can't leave this business because you make too much money for people like me. But I've always said, quit while you're ahead. I want my cargo. <laughs> Just give me a day. <laughs> I am the target. He's loving people's heads off. I will be watching you. You're gonna need one of these. I mean, I hate guns. Although that one is really pretty. That's the look. Don't take this personally. Oh, you give an aspirin and that eight pounds. You think you're a gangster? <laughs> you are shaking. Shut up! Welcome to the layer cake, son. Think about that. If I recall correctly, that's an amazing trailer. Okay. I haven't watched that trailer. So. Yeah. It, but I'm just going to say, great trailer. Yeah. I mean, the movie, is, like, you can tell for that movie, and having seen the movie now, Ryan, mm-hmm. that Matthew Vaughn knows how to drop a music cue and yeah. has some really great visuals. I, like, I was texting you last night. I really love his transitions in this. It's mm-hmm. Some of them are outstanding. Cool. Yeah. It's the, the one of, like, the going looking down on the table and then looking back up and dude's lighting a cigar like mm-hmm. that's really cool the walking yeah, the through the window, drugstore the, the mirror one yep yeah. oh, all really cool yeah ryan what is layer cake directed by matthew vaughn 2004 starring Daniel craig sienna miller and a whole slew of faces that i was like what the fuck you're in this yeah it's mm-hmm. like like tom hardy for some reason tom hardy's there um uh Legendary fish fucker Sally Hawkins yep, is in there. The fish fucker herself. She's playing a, a, I believe the term is a chav. Chav. A chav is a uh, a um, for lack of a better term, white trash British person who thinks they're ghetto. Oh, so uh, I couldn't really place her. Was she slasher? She was slasher. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I recognize her face right away, and I'm like. Is that Sally Hawkins? Yeah. Sally Hawkins. And I'm glad, spoiler alert, that she got shot in the face. Yeah. You know, she she fulfilled that part that many a gangster film will have of, uh, and I pardon the term, the mouthy bitch. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I don't use like like I don't lightly use that term, but yeah, that's a that's a character archetype. That um, Ryan, have you seen Way of the Gun? No. Um, that movie opens with Sarah Silverman playing that character, and unfortunately, the trope of that character is that we delight in seeing them get killed, which is not very great, but whatever. It was a previous time. I mean, you saw Sienna Miller's eyebrows in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. It's like, are you, are you trying to be like a Japanese woman yeah, back, sure in, the, back in the Edo area? You're just getting rid of the eyebrow and just drawing it on? I'm a big eyebrow man, Ryan. I know. I love a good eyebrow. Love those eyebrows. Yeah. Um, so what is this movie? Um, it is the story of a drug dealer, his attempt to get out of the life, mm-hmm. and the subsequent uh, troubles that go along yeah. with trying to get out. Yeah, whenever a movie is all about trying to get out of the crime life, you know, it can't end too hot. No, not at all. No. I was very surprised by the actual ending to this movie. Yeah, isn't that a great little subversion? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's walking away. He's going to go live happy. No. No. Yeah. Well, um, not trailer. This movie's 14 years old, but canon, there's a sequel to this, so he does not die. Uh, Yeah, I was reading online that there was a... um, uh, in 2015, that was the last time I saw news about it, that they were trying to move forward with a sequel to this movie and that uh, Jason Statham was going to take over the role of 4X. Quadruple X. Quadruple X. Even more explicit than both Ice Cube and Vin Diesel. Yeah. It's even more hardcore. 4Xs! I mean, would that, would that denote that he has a, uh, a four-letter name? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's like Mike. You have a four-letter name, Ryan. That's true. My nickname is Four Letters. Yeah. It's true. He could be Gabe. He could be Gabe. He could be Ryan. He could be Matt. He could be Jeff. He doesn't look like a Jeff. Hmm. It's true. Uh, Yeah. He he, doesn't look like a Gabe or a Ryan either. He could be a Jeff with a G-E-O-F-F, but that's not four letters. I I would would really see him as a Mike. As a Mike? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, it's Michael. It's Mike. Yeah, he, I can dig it's it. Mikey. Yeah, he, he does get shot in the end. So yeah, yeah. Sp- spoiler. Alert. See, uh, the entire time I was watching this, I was like looking for uh, correlations for from this to like Bond mm-hmm. and seeing him pick up that little pistol. Yeah, and then you know moving around the room with it, and then you know dressing up as like you know British ninja to go kill his mm-hmm. boss. I think and that... then the ending of it, it's like wow, that's kind of similar to what happened to Mister White. Yeah, it's a it's a fun thing to this movie is that you see exactly where you can you can haul a bond out of this. Oh yeah, but his character is so completely not Bond. He's kind of like I I love a so we picked this movie because we just watched Blow, and I mm-hmm. wanted to pick another drug dealer film, and I think this is one of the best ones because that opening montage set to that song by the Sneaker Pimps, I think it's called okay. their band, the band about him making like. You gotta love a movie that starts with a character saying, here are my rules. Yeah. Because you know that character's gonna break every single one of them rules by the end of the movie. Yeah. And it's gonna be awesome. But, like, he's kind of, he's a little bit weaselly. He's kind of, he's a bit of a coward. He would rather not get involved in any kind of violence. Mm -hmm. He just kind of wants to talk his way through, kind of scam his way through. Because he's... I don't think he ever like like the protagonist never sells himself as a tough guy, but he definitely also can't really handle himself as a tough guy. He manages to connive his way through, which is my kind of protagonist. Yeah, 
And it, he's so not Bond. He's kind of a con man, like drug dealer type, mm-hmm. with his talking his way through things. Never wanted to get his hands dirty. I hate guns. Like, yeah. It's like, uh, I know you hate guns, but you're going to You're going to use one. Sorry. You can get your face beat in by Russell Brand's dad from Get Under the Greek. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing that. Cole Meany. Is that what his name is? Yeah, Cole Meany. It's always interesting. He's got, he's like what that, uh, Fat guy. Yeah, thick-faced guy. He looks yeah. kind of like a potato. He could be playing, um, what's-his-face's dad, too. Rocky Dennis. No. Okay. Come on. His we got. We got. We got. We got to wait. We got to wait. All right. Uh, the, 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 I can't think of his fucking name. He's in uh, he's, uh, the guy who's always with uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, John C. Riley. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that adds up. Yeah. Right. But it's about a drug dealer who does his things. And he does, uh, he's just to get out of the game and he gets embroiled because that's how these things go. Ryan, how did you like Layer Cake? Uh, really liked it. Yeah. Like, probably one or two levels below Goon level of liking a movie. Okay, that's fair. Um, like, Goon is an expression of joy. This is just a fucking great movie. This is like, it's really super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's also, it doesn't glorify cool, which I think is the best part yeah. about it. That the character looks cool. I think that's the point I was trying to get at. That Daniel Craig's character looks cool. He's actually not very cool. He's kind of a, he's kind of a wimp. Yeah. And like, not, not like in a denigrating way. Like, what a wimp. No, he's kind of, he, he doesn't want to accept responsibility like a wimp. That's what I mean. Yeah, he just wants to get all the, uh, like, the money from doing his part and not have to pay into the uh, emotional soul tarnishing part of that business. Exactly. Um, he thinks he's smarter than everyone and that's pretty much his downfall. Yeah, because you can never predict what an idiot's going to do. Exactly. And I, I think that's where a lot of this goes in. He, he thinks he's got his uh, boss nailed down, but nope, boss turns on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Yeah, it's one of those drug movies that it's a British crime movie so it's got that kind of like british dry wit to it yeah it, it's very charming and funny in its own way mm-hmm. uh serious and thought-provoking in others ryan did you are, are you a snatch and lockstock guy uh i saw lockstock a while ago that wasn't my jam as much mm. and i've never seen snatch snatch is very worth watching but it's 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 aged horribly I can imagine. It's truly aged horribly. Like 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 Matrix sequels aged horribly. Or Matrix One aged horribly. That because it was so genre defining, everyone ripped it off that it's it looks like a parody now. Mm-hmm. But when it came out, that movie was the coolest fucking thing on earth. I watched that on VHS over and over and over. What? Matrix. Oh yeah. Didn't we all? Yeah, it was great. I just want to learn Kung Fu like by having someone press some keys. Yeah. You're right. Ten hours. Yeah. I think you should watch Snatch, Ryan. Okay. Because it, it's it's still a good movie. Like it but it's well, the way you described it. Like it's like the the teenage version of this yeah. movie. Basically. Like it's like the testosterone kind of version of like all the all the complexity of Daniel Craig's character of like the the whole thing I just said about him not actually being cool. Snatch wants to be cool, and a lot <laughs> of it is cool, but it's like it's it's why I crinkle my nose at the idea of like Statham taking on this role that I'm like it's too on the nose cool. Yeah, like like he's, I mean I, I saw I saw the Spy. He's funny in that movie, but 
I worry that that's going to try and it's going to be more Richie than it is Vaughn, who has become an outstanding director. Fair enough. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to see Statham take it on because it would just it would enforce this like broy cool mm-hmm. aspect exactly of it. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of Crank just as much as the next person. Yeah, um, uh, Revolver is not as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah, I mean he's perfectly fine, but there is part of that like broy cool. It's something about his of, brow and the way yeah. he talks. There's yeah. not like I don't believe this guy's vulnerable for a second. Yeah, I'm like oh. He needs to be more friend of the show, uh, Dr. Phil Laporta, than straight up Statham. Yeah. If you were a nice professor. Exactly. That would be rad. Yeah. I, I want to see Statham playing Dr. Yeah. Phil Laporta. Let's make this movie happen. Yeah. I right? want to make, I want, I want the Dr. Phil biopic. Yeah. Congratulations on your big win, Phil. Yeah, buddy. That's awesome. So check out the whip around, guys. Friends of the show. Yeah. I, honestly, Ryan, I'm not sure what more I have to say about Layer Cake. It's just one of those movies where I'm like, go, isn't go it, see it awesome? Yeah, it's it's it, great. It's that, not a, that, that if that opening doesn't sell you, it's then I don't know what to tell you. It's fucking amazing. That's what made my ears perk up, and I'm like, like I put it on. I watched it in two sittings, mm-hmm. so I was I had like an hour before work yesterday. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch some of this, and then when I get home, I'll watch the rest of it because. Hour and forty five after you get off a shift is like a little it's a much. Lot, yeah. So, I actually, I honestly, like first five minutes, I was like, "Ooh, okay." Now I'm actually going to be actively watching this because this is pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. I contemplated texting the uh, the boys in the kitchen to tell them like I was going to be late because <laughs> I was enjoying it that much. I I really couldn't find a point where I was like, "All right, I'll stop here," mm-hmm. and uh, I had to. But it was, uh, yeah, what a ride. Yeah, it's it's not a movie that's really I, I I don't think lets itself be like analyzed and discussed too much because it's just a cool fun ride, mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies from like I, I always resist like uh, early two thousands movies just because they do they are a little dated now especially the with like the cell phones very, yeah. like and it's or, really and like, bizarre. I, I think I saw I said on air before. I was so depressed after trying to rewatch Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. It's dated itself so poorly. That's awful. Yeah, but I mean, I still love it. But it's still like, oh, the music cues and the bones and the way everyone looks. Yeah, Ugh. it's weird. Like, there's some. I think I've said on the show before. There's some movies that are timeless. Yeah. And there's some movies that just look dated. Like I can watch jaws mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem dated to me yeah it's, that's classic it's on film amazing like, i think i think it's when you try to do a, a new cool aesthetic that's when you can't help but look super dated like like think about um 60s movies trying to sell psychedelia they, they look fucking stupid yeah. i think i think they look dumb and I, I can barely stomach it i've never finished easy rider i'm like oh this was subversion back then huh Ugh. Uh, yes. Well, there's some that are like Vanishing Point. I oh, can sure. still watch. Well, I think some of those also like like uh, what's that <laughs> one that I like that uh, Two Lane Blacktop. Okay. Some of them I think are still cool because it doesn't romanticize. It doesn't not not It doesn't it doesn't upsell the awesome aesthetics of the time. It just still maintains like this kind of baseline how to tell a story, straightforward aesthetics to it. This movie I think has actually. I mean, maybe it's just Vaughn is just a forward-thinking visual director that you see where Kingsman comes from from watching this movie. Yeah, because isn't is the uh, the clubhouse the same building as the uh, Kingsman mansion? <clears throat> oh, is it? 
It looked like it was. Oh, could be. I don't know. That would make a lot of sense. But I think this movie has aged well, except for Uh, a few small things. Like, I I hate to keep on harping on Sienna Miller's eyebrows, but I was like, oh, we thought that was hot back then? Hmm. Yeah. No. But I think about shots from this movie all the time. Like, I think about, again, that opening, that really great Sneaker Pimp song, and his whole, like, speech about drugs and everything. Um, I love that, that, that love the sequence where he meets Sienna Miller, and he's just sitting there frozen watching her dance to that song. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just wonderful movement. The shot where he shoots that dude, fucking just beautiful. Yeah. And that Duran Duran segment that I still put on Ordinary World by Duran Duran all the time and think about that scene. Super cool. Super fucking cool. Super and cool. Super kinetic. And it's it's fun. complex. It's a little bit sad. It's dark. There's like there's a mournful element to all of it where as cool as it looks, you're still in a bad game. You're in a bad way. And you're gonna die. There's no way out. And like I think that's exactly the problem with those Guy Ritchie things, where it is just like check it out, it's awesome slow motion fight scene with cool colors and a dude and a music cue. Yeah, and this is kind of like it doesn't have time for gritty, that shit. so exactly. to speak. It's a it's a little bit more street level, and dare I say, punk rock. Indeed, indeed, sir. Nail on the head. Ryan, shall we do some tests? Let's do some tests. Uh, I will administer test number one for you. Thank you, you Ryan. So, it is a brisk, chilly December day. Yeah, like today. It's a beautiful day today. Walking around. Maybe you're doing some Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Got your coat all bundled up. Yep. You're starting to shiver like a little chihuahua. That's like, like always. Like you normally do. Mm-hmm. So, you're like, you know what? I'm going to pop into this bar right here, warm up for a little bit. Then maybe I'll you know go find my car, which is parked eight blocks away. Mm-hmm. Go into the bar. You sit down. You see this is on the TV. Are you going to stick around for the whole movie? And what are you going to drink while you're uh, inside this bar to I'd pair be, with it? I, I, I would just be like, holy fucking shit, are you playing Layer Cake? Like, I was, so I I, uh, I rented this movie off the interwebs last night, and I was working at a Panera because I can't focus at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the liquor store. What do I want to drink while I watch Layer Cake? I thought about it for a while. And, you know, at home, I just had a nice Chardonnay. Something oh. nice and buttery and crisp and light. But I think at a bar, if I can trust the bartender, I, I kind of want to like, I, I want a, I want a fucking martini. I oh. want, I want a, like a cool up martini and just really enjoy something ice cold and strong. That's going to feel like sinking into a great story. And I'm going to stay there all damn day and be like, bartender, what do you like about this movie? I'm, I'm, I'm going to live there. Ryan. For you, cold, beautiful, brisk day. You just got up. You had your coffee. You got you got some errands to run, but you have time to kill. You pass a bar. There's something playing on the screen. You can't tell what it is, but you're like, eh, I have time for a drink. And then you hear those music notes of that song, and you hear Daniel Craig's narration come in. What do you do? Do you stay? What are you drinking? I'm probably gonna have to put off those errands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sticking around and watching the yeah. entirety of you, this movie. You almost said you're gonna be late for work to finish watching this movie. Yeah, so you you know how <laughs> this is gonna go. Uh, it, yeah, this is a movie that I think if it's like, it's a shame it's not on like rotation in like you know cable so more people. It can see should it. be. It's yeah. not. It's not a hard R at all. No, this I mean, is an easy PG thirteen edit. Yeah, 
Very easy. Like, the uh, roughest thing you see is the dude's head in the, in the icebox. Like, the whole movie. That's a yeah. harsh, harsh and thing. And Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag is on rotation. And yeah, it's got, why? Like, that's just the title. Like, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I drinking with this? This, uh, I kind of want to get down and dirty with this. Mm. I think I'd like a High Life mm. and a shot of Well Gin. Solid. Like, it's, it, it's kind of one of those, like... I'm watching scumbags, mm-hmm. and I want to be a scumbag too. So Word. I'm just, you know, Bankers Club. No, you're not gonna chill it. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. What what would be my boiler maker with a shot of gin? I don't know if I'd want to go high life. For me, high life high life equates whiskey. See, high life is like light and crisp, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, ooh, I'm gonna put that down. I'm just tasting that juniper, like real heavy. It's real bad. Ooh. Well, how about you do? Kind of negates the purpose, but you do a hobo Negroni and a shot of gin. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I think I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. I might do that tonight now. All right. Yeah. Ryan, our second test. Indeed. In honor of Katie Ann Kometz, the cack attack herself, would you recommend this to a young, aspiring filmmaker or cinephile to try and improve their education or give them something to learn? Or would you not recommend it to them? If so, what would you recommend instead? And if you do, what's after this? Uh, I'm going to say that, yes, definitely getting recommended. This is something that I think you should watch as a way to do, like, here's how you make a fun crime movie and not try too mm-hmm. hard yeah there, there's try like just the right amount yeah don't try and be cool just be cool mm-hmm. i mean that's a, the number one rule with these yeah. things it's like you're either cool or you ain't yeah like like if snatches is like, is like that the cool loudmouth leader mm-hmm. of the gang who like gets all the ladies layer cake is actually the power behind the throne who doesn't need all the attention but actually controls everything yeah which i think is actually literally a metaphor for guy Ritchie and matthew vaughn's relationship because mm-hmm. matthew vaughn produced Lockstock and um snatch and then was like i'm gonna do my own thing now yeah and then guy Ritchie did revolver which like was yeah um what goes after this uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of difficult to say yeah um i'm not really sure what i would recommend after this maybe Something like something else dumb. Like uh-huh. here's here's how you do X movie, but it's not nearly the same quality. And you do shoot them up. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is uh, you know I don't even know who directed that movie, but um, yeah, it's the same thing. Like you want to see how to do like music cues that are too on the nose? Mm-hmm. Watch shoot them up. I mean, it's still a, a movie that I very much enjoy, but like this is a dumb version of what you just watched. So here's a, a do this and a don't let it go this far. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. I can dig that. I mean, obviously, same. I recommend mm-hmm. this, The Flying Fuck, to literally anyone. I used to yeah. try and sell this movie to everyone, Virgin Megastar, when I worked there. But um, afterwards, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. I have to think, like, this is the, this is the coolest and best jugular movie I know. Because I think yeah. it, 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 it captures all the complexity of it. Um, this does. It's not like last week where it's like, um, you know, go watch Goodfellas, which is a b- better version of this. This yeah. doesn't scream to me because it's not in the same tone. Not even a little bit. Um, I think like if I want if I want someone to for a comparison lesson, I'd tell them to watch Snatch afterwards just to learn like what's the difference between these two things. Yeah. Uh, if I if if like I figure if this was my part of my curriculum in my like film one hundred one course. I would be tempted, maybe just because it's right in front of me, I'd be tempted to give them something like the first Creed. 
Okay. Because that's been on my mind a lot lately because of the sequel. And I've just been thinking about visual direction and how to subvert expectations. And that's a perfect movie that teaches you how to use motion and cool shots in a subtle way that's not necessarily calling attention to itself. That if you're not watching this movie closely enough, Layer Cake, I mean, you're going to miss exactly how great it is. Yeah. But also, if you're on your phone, you're still going to get it. It's still going to be good. But it rewards looking at it if your whole face. Absolutely. Yay. Ryan, um, that about does it for our talk on layer so. cake. Yeah. Um, let's let's uh let's go on break and yeah. then we will uh, we'll come back and we'll play a game. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. All right, cool. Danny, talk. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers we discuss books. Gabe, do you like? reading. Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep. uh, Basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. (laughs) Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful yeah i had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath yeah yeah no i know i know what that's like and surely our... you were in a car that landed in black water yeah i dude i know i fucking killed a woman you like fought this. Uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay never mind um wrong side do you not like reading books well that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes join me your host daniel she's like a pretty intelligent kid because like her reaction to that is like you never read the giver you work in a bookstore and and i and i was like really close to just snapping her just going like listen girl i read a lot of other books okay <laughs> and my co-host gabriel mara who co-hosts sex and violence you love that guy right on air challenge slow readers exclusive slow readers exclusive. can game fit gone girl possess <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise book. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. We're still Gabriel. I'm still Ryan. Howdy doody. Hey, it was a great break. Burger talk. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, we care a lot about food. Yeah, I I, I care a lot about like local greasy spoon mm. food. Agree. Have you been to um, Seabreeze? Um, no. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I mean, weird plug. Seabreeze local restaurant. It's on Broad Street near the other fish. It's okay. a small little like little diner's place bizarrely very good sandwiches really like nice and cheap you can walk there like literally right now and it's it's i was very very pleased with the sandwich i had then i had these really excellent stuffed like ricotta waffles hmm. so if you have time to kill ryan check it out it's actually really good all right i went there twice like two days in a row because i was like that can't have been that good and it was what kind of sandwich did you get um it, i forget what it, i forget what it was it was some kind of like it was like what was it 
it was like roast beef, but then it was cooked chip steak, maybe. Was it like deli roast beef, or was it like roast beef, like we made it, like you know, and sliced it ourselves, like you know, you know, what I mean, like the difference, like when you have roast beef mm-hmm. at home, mom cooks it in the oven, and then like you have the leftovers and you slice it up, and make the sandwich, so it's like a little bit more. It's more like that. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so check it out, Ryan. It's really good. All right. So um, if you're if you're local to the Valley, go to Seabreeze. It's good. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, do you want to play a game? Yeah, always. Do you want to play a game? Ryan, once mm-hmm. upon a time, there was a DVD cover. There was a DVD cover. I saw this DVD cover, and it's a DVD of a movie that I've always wanted to see, have never seen, but I know it in and out because of singer Jens Lechman, who's an obsession of that character. Pretty good movie. Yeah, but what was that movie, Ryan? That movie was Mask. Mask. The story of Rocky Dennis. Rocky Dennis, played by Eric Stoltz, a kid with a very fucked up face. Yep. Dealing with his uh, drug-addicted mother, played by Cher. And about how Rocky Dennis overcomes adversity. People love him. He's a rad dude. And he, like, helps out in the community, I think. I still haven't seen it. And uh, we should do that for the show at some point. It'd be fun. Sure. But, Ryan, you have a very serious problem with that DVD cover. I do, because it claims that uh, Rocky Dennis is a hero. And I do not believe that that is the case. A very nice guy fucked up face mm-hmm. not a hero in my sense like like ryan i've, I've always has I, I don't want to ask you the, the question because i think it ruins the point of the game mm-hmm. but basically we're gonna play a game because i don't understand what makes a hero and not a hero in ryan's opinion because mm, rocky dennis sounds like a hero to me but he knows what i know and this is how we came to play the game called Hero, not a hero theme music. So here's how we do this. I present Ryan with three characters. Sometimes they're real, sometimes they're not real. And I ask him, are they a hero or not a hero? Because I really want to know, what is this gauge? I feel like I play hot and cold with Ryan. Because according to Ryan, Neil Armstrong, for going to the moon, not a hero. Based on his life as a military officer, hero. But my, I think they call him the moon. That makes a hero. He lives his life. And um, Ryan, would you say that Tom Hardy's character in Bronson, Charlie Bronson, the most violent inmate in all of Britain, is he a hero? Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's play that's, the game. That's where my. Uh, like, yeah. That's where I'm okay. At. Ryan, your first character. Ooh. There's a theme to these characters that I kind of pulled out of my ass because I thought I'd be amused. Okay. He is a man of the law. However, his pursuit of the law leads him into some dark places. It leads him to make some dark choices because when you're undercover, you got to do things sometimes to just try and make it through. But while he's doing this, he gets involved in a horrific crime and... It only down spirals further and further before he can do anything about it. It leads to the ruin of all. I'm talking about Mr. Orange, played by Tim Roth in Reservoir Dogs. Is Freddie Newendike a hero or not a hero? Ooh, let's see. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to say he's not a hero. Okay. I, I think it, it's very admirable to try and, you know, get to be infiltrating a group of thieves. He does kill Mr. Blonde before he torches <laughs> that cop. Yeah, that's a good point. He risks everything for that. I think that that is negated by uh, shooting uh, a woman. Yeah, that, woman in car, his, yeah. his vocal coach. Yeah, I, I think that... Uh, I think that negates the saving somebody thing mm -hmm. because you take an innocent life and then you save an innocent life. So and that's kind of like, matter anyway. yeah, you're, you're kind of back at even hmm. in my world. So I'm going to say, um, sorry, Mr. Orange, not a hero. That's a bummer. I would, I was thinking that like, he, I mean, he doesn't, he, uh, he does kill that woman. I mean, but you know, he couldn't have helped that. You know, if he ultimately betrays Mr. White, he doesn't get, like, he, he fucks up the job. Yeah, he doesn't, think, he doesn't do his job. Yeah, and I think that is the cardinal sin for Ryan Snyder. Yeah, not doing Fucking your job. job. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Your next character, Ryan. We have an odd one. Honestly, I'm, I'm very curious what you're going to say about this one, because okay. it's kind of a... <clears throat> Morally ambiguous? Yeah, but in a, in a silly way. We have... The titular character of one of one of people of our generation's favorite 90s comedies. We have a man who really, all he really wants is to be close to his children. Mm -hmm. That he wants to, he wants to give them love, but he's just not capable and he's not ready to change to be a considerate person. He just wants to be a fucking goof. So... He technically commits a few crimes. He uh, does a bit of a serious, horrific emotional manipulation, but he does it in the spirit of family. And ultimately, at the end of the film, he becomes an inspiration to many. Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh. Is Mrs. Doubtfire a hero or not a hero? This character's name is Daniel... I, I meant to look this up. Oh, ah, oh, shit. Hiller. Hillard. Hiller. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Daniel um, Hillard. Hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. Hero, not a hero. What crimes, though? I, I, I guess technically it's not a... Well, he kind of... He breaks the custody law. It's supposed like he's, He only has certain visitation rights. So he violates that. That's illegal. You know what? <clears throat> it's... I mean, think about Sally Field's position. Do you know how, like, I, I can't imagine how furious I'd be if, like, my ex did that shit. But uh, divorce can be messy. True. And if she, like, it... wow, this is, this is complex. It's a morally complex one. And by the end, he's become basically Mr. Rogers. Yeah, you know what? I, I kind of want to... I. I think I'm going to go hero. Yeah? Yeah, because... Uh, it... I'm honestly inclined to not a hero. I'm I'm more inclined to hero because there are. That's like a completely fucked up thing to do to a person, to like trick your wife into hiring you and then have her spill her guts and get in the way between her and Chris Brosnan. Yeah, actually. And you lie to your children and yeah, do a weird creepy yeah, thing. Yeah, you. I think you're changing my mind actually. Hmm. I mean, on the other hand, he has that beautiful speech about the complexity of divorce. Yeah, but you know what? Just. <sighs> hmm. This is a that, tough one. His, his youngest daughter is going to be in therapy for years. He probably. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to rescind. I think I'm going to oh. have to go. I, yeah, this is a rare turnaround. I was originally going to go hero because look at the lengths that you're going to to see your children. Yeah. But it's more for him than it is for them. Yeah. Because they're not seeing him. They're seeing a different person. And he's horribly violating the trust of... Like, I mean, like, if, yeah. if, if she was mad before... 
Yeah, and I, I was inclined to go hero for the ending too, with you know transforming to Mrs. Doubtfire and being like someone yeah. to look up to. But I think the psychological damage caused to the children. I think I'm actually going to go not a hero. Okay, I get to do. <laughs> You've a, talked me into it. I got to. I get to do a rare um, ding to fart noise. Yeah. Good times. Okay, Ryan. So that's an, that, I think that was an interesting one. And our final selection. I think this one's also another. I mean, the, the fun of it for me is the moral complexity of all of it. Of course. We have a character we did for this show. Ooh. She, a real she this time, is justified in her rage, in her thirst for vengeance. She committed a... She was um, an accessory to an unpardonable act. However, she uses her opportunity to get revenge to theoretically heal the wounds of other hurt people by committing a further act of insane violence. And ultimately, is she truly forgiven or is she just a bad person? I bring to you kind-hearted Ms. Gumja from Lady Vengeance. Hero, not a hero. Hero. Straight up hero? Straight up hero. Uh, okay, and I will explain this. Okay. <clears throat> she helped kill a little boy, Ryan. And you know what? It's a, it, it's a horrible act, but like look at look at the situation she was in. She was a young single mother, uh-huh. and she just thought that she was going to help kidnap and hold the kid for ransom. True. It's not an act that she can be held a hundred percent responsible for because she didn't know what the original outcome of that act would be. She did okay. not know it was leading to the murder of a child. When it is led to the murder, she is convicted, mm-hmm. serves her time in prison, and then goes and cuts off like her finger as a show of like a, an act of remorse to the, the, the parents of these people. Mm-hmm. Once doing that, she sets upon finding the perpetrator of that original act, holding him hostage, then finds out that there are more children that were murdered, gathers the family members of those murdered children and gives them a chance to seek their own retribution upon the person who did these unspeakable acts to their children. Choi Min Sik. She helps give the whether or not uh, inflicting pain upon the person inflicted pain upon you is a wherever you land on that morally mm-hmm. but for these people it seemed to give them a sense of closure and the fact that she it gave them happy that birthday yeah the fact that they she gave them that opportunity to make that choice and then give them that closure i think is enough to start making up for the past transgressions and you can see that this is a decision that's going to linger with her forever as she sees the adult child at the end of the film so Mm -hmm. she knows she's like partially responsible for the uh for the death of this child she's not willing to forgive herself but she is trying to make amends with uh, emotionally make amends with I, th- I think God herself and all these other things and her daughter and her daughter and little I th- Jenny I think it's too easy to not do those things and to run away from issues and you know just you know say oh I'm I forgive myself but this is a person who's going to live with it forever has that pain with them and tried to bring the the pain of others to a lesser degree. So that's why I'm going with Hero for her. Solid, Ryan. That is an extremely Catholic answer. Yeah, it really was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, very much so. And I am inclined to agree. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we play. 
Hero, not a hero. As always, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a suggestion for me, if you want to challenge Ryan on these things, definitely send us a message on Sex and Violence Pod on Instagram or email us, sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want, I want you to challenge Ryan's moral compass. Yes, okay. please do. Um, Ryan, what's, what's, what's next? Um, I don't know. What is next? I think we agreed that since I only have a few more weeks left... That you get the picks. Um, yeah. I believe we are going to... See, I, I wish if, if we had a little bit more time, I would want to do um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance to tie off that knot. Okay. And we're also going to do Hold the Dark um, to tie off that knot, the Jeremy Saulnier one. And then I think uh, I want to do About Time, just because I want to do About Time. Okay. It should be a time. So, is About Time next week? I think... Uh, I think we're going to do Hold the Dark next week. Okay. And we might have friend of the show, Daniel Gonzalez, 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 uh, come and join us because he really wants to be there for it. Okay. Fair just, enough. You know, whatever. I think we might we might do a crossover with uh, with Soul Readers in that case. Because yeah. we're not a book, so whatever. So, good times are had by all. Ryan, plug, please. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tango Like Cash. Pictures of my cat, cocktails, other random goofabouts. You can also catch me at the bookstore Speakeasy, 336 Adam Street, Southside Bethlehem. Usually on the weekends, slinging gin, endorsing sin. Come on in, have a drink, talk about movies, Ooh. give me your money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the other Top Count radio show. It is Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast, where Daniel Gonzalez, 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 and I talk about books and nothing but books ever fucking period. Uh, besides that, please rate, review, subscribe. Give us, if you're going to give us one star, leave a review. Just, just, just don't be a coward. You yeah. cowards. Yeah. If you're going to leave a one star. Tell us tell, why. Tell me why. Even if it's just fuck you, then you know what? Yeah. You took you the are, time to write, yeah. to write those seven letters and I appreciate it. And yeah. honestly, I, I'd be so tickled. I'd yeah. be like, this, this review just says fuck you. Yeah. So I take it. But five stars are also good, though. Yeah, I'd prefer five stars. Um, and here's uh, 10 seconds to do that now. Righteous. Yeah. Um... That about does it for our show this week, Ryan. Uh, wave goodbye to the nice listeners. He's waving. All right. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.